You're listening to Real Talk with Toya, Lex, and Chris. This is a podcast where we take the time to reflect, embrace our past, talk about life, or just sit back and laugh. You'll get a front row seat of what it's really like to be in our group chat. Let's start the show. So today we're going to talk about life after 30. And we're going to start it off with talking about something we are grateful for. Um, Well, this week, I am grateful for the fact that in high stress situations, I did not react emotionally. I was able to catch myself and I was able to kind of just deep breathe and just take steps of what I needed to do in that moment. And I am just very grateful for that trait or that skill hitting me in those moments because we all know what can happen when we react emotionally. We can elevate the stressful situation. And that has been a skill that I've been longing to practice and I have not done so well with it in the past. But this week I have been actively, proactively trying to implement it. And I've had many tests that allowed me to do that. And I'm very, 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 very grateful for that. That's good. You didn't allow the situation to control you. You, yes. you control the situation. I did. I did. I did. They always say like you have, we're going to face things, but we always have the option as to, I guess, the outcome and how it affects us. So mm-hmm. because awesome. I think it's more energy reacting negatively or emotionally. And, you know, you get tired of doing that. And so just deep breathing. And I was just like, no, it's going to take more energy to come out of this. And it's going to take more energy. If I keep reacting in the emotions, just that's just stop, you know? And so, yeah, you're right. And that's awesome. <clears throat> well, I am grateful for, um, life and family. Um, I had my grandfather, my grandfather passed away on Monday and he lived an amazing life. 89, he was 89 years old. Um, and I'm just grateful for the time that we did get to spend with him, um, towards the end because the diagnosis of his cancer, um, was, I guess, so far progressed that, they pretty much gave him, I think when I told y'all initially a few months ago, they gave him a couple of weeks to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ended up making it to his 89th birthday and he made it to Father's Day. Um, he passed the day afterwards, but <clears throat> just thankful for Tom. And, and it's just, it has given me perspective. I know like a lot of times we'll, we'll say certain things, but then certain situations will kind of bring us back to remember like what's important. Cause it's kind of like your situation, you know, yes, all these things happen. Um, but what's like, is it really worth like allowing it to affect you when there are bigger things happening, you know? So for me, it was, okay. The perspective is really cherish your people. Um, mm-hmm. and just cherish the time that you get to spend with them because none of us have forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was just, I'm just thankful that although now he is gone, he's not in pain anymore. um, But that also we were able to, to spend, um, you know, some extra time with him. 
um, especially with my aunts and uncle and my father and my grandma, um, just really getting to say goodbye because, you know, a lot of people don't get that chance. Mm -hmm. Like death is sad, um, no matter how it happens, but when you get the chance to kind of get the peace about it, say goodbye, spend those last moments. I think that's dope. Um, and just, you know, something that we should cherish. And so I'm just thankful that, you know, that happened, um, with this situation. Yeah. It's good that you can turn that around, turn such a sad occasion around Mm -hmm. to, you know, to make it happier, joyous. Mm -hmm. Um, this week, or just in general, I'm always grateful for, of course, life, health, strength. Um, this week I focused on being positive because mm-hmm. I had a lot, like I just came back from vacation and I knew I had like a lot of work to get caught up on. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to be stressed out because I was like, man, it's month end, you know, like. I have double work to get caught up on, but then I have, you know, extra that I have to do at the end of the month for my job. And then I think yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I realized that our month end does not close this week. It closes next week. (laughs) So I was able to like get caught up. But um, even before realizing that I was just like, I was going in with a positive attitude. Um, I didn't allow myself to think anything negative this week. Um, as of this recording, <laughs> I just refused to, uh, to let any negative thoughts uh, come into my mind and stay this week. So, yeah, it's been a good week for me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, friend- for friendships. I'm grateful for family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How amazing that even though this is definitely a spare of the moment, uh, this or that type topic or whatever but everything was cohesive about what we were grateful for and what we focused on this week um amongst us three because I mean we all chose to not go to certain places in our minds we Mm -hmm. all chose not to react in ways where it could take us down a more stressful situation or a more stressful path so that is very um enlightening and very divine to know um, we all were facing different things, but mm-hmm. we still chose to utilize positivity. Yeah. And we didn't life. talk a whole, whole lot this no, week. No, we did it not. Was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, hit or miss. Like we mm-hmm. had our spurts. So we all, I knew like we all were doing our own thing, like trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. as a woman, we all, I pay attention to certain things. And I, you know, of course, we all track our stuff. So I was, I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, yeah. It's about to be a double whammy because it's the week before. So God, I'm gonna need you to, woo, you know, it's just extra today. Yes, and you know, eliminating uh, a big coping strategy that I did, which was you know, a positive thing for me. But I knew that coping strategy was going to be hard too. So I was just like, you know what, God, I, I know you're doing this for a reason because you gave me the awakening, you gave me the nudge. And so during this process, I got to trust whatever comes with it and know that, you know, a grander reward is on the other side. And like I said, staying in a a negative space just only keeps it going. 
you yeah. know, takes Definitely. too much more energy to stay there. But then the moment we can switch it off, it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Let's just let's just switch it up. Let's switch the atmosphere. Let's change the tone. Let's talk about something positive. You know. Yeah, that's so great. That's and it works. Good. And then it also, well, we talked about this before, but it, it helps you in the next time, like yeah. that something happens, whether it's a similar situation or different, just to remember mm-hmm. when this happened to me, this was my reaction. And because of that reaction, either things got better or they got worse, depending yeah. on your reaction. Um, but it just helps to remember that too. Um, just, okay. You know, I am instead of going, instead of going through it and then looking back to see how you could have been different realize that you're going through it and make the decision to go through it mm-hmm. well you know mm-hmm. I mean we're not gonna always get it right but Mm-mm. just to, just to be focused enough to to be intentional about it I think yeah. is, is what everyone is saying that they did and that's wonderful yeah yeah, yeah it is I mean that that just goes into our topic of life after 30 that's that's a tool that you kind of pick up after 30 because um, I don't I don't recall being in that many tough 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 situations prior to 30. I, I mean I can honestly say that um, but after 30 I don't know I really started experiencing life like life yeah. like you know um, I don't know if it's just it was a shifting in my mind or the atmosphere, but I really started to one eat some of the words that I said, you know, growing up or even in my twenties, like thinking, oh, this will never happen to me. And then when it happens to me and I'm like, oh gosh, I put my mouth on too much stuff. <laughs> so, you know, learning how to say I was wrong, learning how to take accountability, learning how to forgive and and be okay with, you know, disappointment or, you know, someone being mad at you. I didn't really, I honestly, I did not expect to me. And then that just could be a biased look, but I just really didn't experience a lot of that prior to 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they always say like, as you get older, you kind of, because you have been through life. Um, well, they say older people don't have a filter but they also deal with things a lot better because you, you do get to that place where you, you find yourself and in finding yourself, you realize that the things that you thought were so important, they're not. And then also, like you said, being able to forgive, you realize that that's something that you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we hold things and when we have unforgiveness, that affects us um, like physically, mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, however, um, and you just do learn that, okay, you know, I have dealt through, I have went through some things, but now I know how to deal with them a lot better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, or you, and it's almost, but you, you get that test of, I think I was so used to dealing with one big blow up and then being able to come out of it. Now it's almost like, <laughs> It's they all just come in at one you the, time. You, you dropping like three and four of these jokers. <laughs> what we what we doing? Like, I didn't ask for more patience. I didn't. I didn't ask for this. Yo, oh. that's so funny you say that. Like, I was talking to a friend and um, he was saying something along those lines of, uh, 
I've been at, he was like, I, I asked God for more patience and then bad things just started happening. And I was like, well, that, yeah. Like yeah. I remember I was driving to work a couple of years ago and I was talking to my dad and he told me that he had heard a pastor say, um, don't pray for patience. Cause unless you want to go through something, mm -hmm. because it's true. You know, I think we pray for patience with good intentions but really it's like, okay, you can't get patience until you go through something to make you patient. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Lex, you, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of like the stuff just happens all at once. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, uh, I gotta <laughs> learn how to, to juggle more than one, um, disappointment at a time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. definitely. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, um, I always, I had to start changing that, that dialogue of work with the patients that I already have, you know, just mm -hmm. help me with what I already can handle right now. And even then is you look at some of the stuff that you go through just in everyday life, you're like, okay, God, you know what? Uh, maybe I don't have as much patience as I thought. Just, 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 just give me one or two things at a time. Um, instead of but at the end of the day it's still it's still stretching something in you too you know mm -hmm. so and sometimes I, you know you hear I've heard this growing up so much like you could be going through something to help somebody else and I always thought like gosh why do people say that I don't want to go through anything to help nobody else because it's hard like who gonna help me when I'm going through it yeah. that's how I was feeling but then it really started to make sense when you know, if you know your gifts and you know some of the things that you automatically sense or heighten for you, it kind of makes sense. So for me, when I would feel pain or feel like a lot of heavy emotions or energy, it's, it's typically someone that's close to me or someone that I've had a brief interaction with or whatever. And I'll feel all of it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why is this? Like, I don't like it because it's messing me up. And I had to really start tapping into more of that and getting the revelation. So it was a push, but it was a push for me to how long do I want to stay here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long do you want to feel this pain that's not yours? Or how long you want to be in this mood that's not yours or that's not dictating you or that is dictating you? And I'm like, all right, you know what? Okay, let me meditate. Let me let me read you. Let me do whatever I need to do so I can get it so I can get rid of it. Right. So I had to look at it from both spectrums. Like I'm, I am helping somebody, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm also stretching me too. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't want to hold this for a whole week. Let me do better. Let me just hold it for two days. Now right. let me hold it for one day. Now let me just hold it for an hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? It, it's, it's the growth part and, gr and growing hurts. You know, we all know what growth pains. Well, I don't know if we know as in those, but they say growth spurts hurt you know, cause you're, stretching. Oh, yeah. you know, your, your body is stretching and mm -hmm. that's, that's real life. You know, even with our mental and our mind and just our emotions, those, those attributes are growing too. And yep. it hurts. It's like a whooping. Yep. Yeah. I think that kind of flat. plays into expectations too. Mm -hmm. Cause that can hurt, you know, like you, you, as you're growing up, you have certain, I guess, goals or expectations, mm -hmm. um, but then they may not be met or at least not the way yep. that you think they are, they, they should be. And that can hurt. Um, especially if your focus has been on that, mm -hmm. um, right. for so long, 
mm-hmm. to understand, okay, this may have to happen differently, or this may mm-hmm. have to happen in a, at a different time. Um, if you've planned your life around whatever expectation that is, mm-hmm. then that does hurt, you know? And so being able to adapt to the reality can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all something that we've kind of experienced I guess after 30. Yeah. Um, I can say that. Yeah, even down to Go ahead, Kristen. No, you go ahead, Toy. Cuz even cuz you create that expectation without knowing that any obstacles are going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you just think these things are going to like fall from the sky without you doing any work and that's not how life is. Uh-uh. And you don't <laughs> a lot of times you don't realize it until you're 30. It's like your mind opens up a completely different way after you're 30 and it's like oh wait <laughs> that ain't how this works <laughs> like, exactly. oh, that ain't how this works at all mm-hmm. um so yeah I definitely think your brain is still in development mode in your 20s I mean I think always but especially yeah. in your 20s and then it's like once you hit 30 it's like your mind opens up to it a, does new, a shift. Like completely, yeah, completely different level. And then you're like, oh, okay. It's like the light bulb comes on. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I actually got to work to get this. Like, I actually have to work for my credit to be good. I actually have to work <laughs> to make this car payment. I actually have to work <laughs> to have my house. <laughs> like, I actually got to work. Like, and that's physical work and, like, you know, mental, spiritually, like, emotionally. Like, you have to do the work. You have to always do the work to be better. Yeah. And it's not to say that we didn't go through that in our 20s because we've all, you know, hit milestones Mm -hmm. up until our 30s. But it was more so like, (laughs) does it stop? (laughs) Like, you know, like, okay, when is it going to get a little bit easier? Or when is some of that stuff that you were learning and going through in your 20s, when does it start to manifest? And that like what you were saying to you once you become 30 you realize you got to put in the work for this manifestation mm-hmm. like you actually have to it, it can be longevity you know what I mean it's some stuff is not instant you yep. know and we we are we all were raised on faith-based and we all mm-hmm. were raised to know that you know we can command the atmosphere but it's almost like you have to look at the other side. Okay, if I command it and I get it, was it still my time for it? Exactly. And that is big. That that right there, like that is so big. And I've that has been probably <laughs> the biggest lesson that I've learned um here recently is timing. Like, cause it's so funny. And I think I've shared this before that um when we were you know waiting for Titus we would always pray the Lord's will but then I would get mad like I'm still not pregnant like it was just it was such a contradiction but now to truly look back like the timing could not have been better you know so that's one thing for me like I've been able to go like keep that in the forefront like okay Lord if 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 I'm really saying that I want your will for my life, that means I can still do my part. I can still take those steps of faith and, you know, with whatever it is. But ultimately, I know that timing that you have is going to be better than what it, like, what I envision. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, like, those expectations 
I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> it just helped. It helps me not to be so anxious about things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, okay. It, you know it, what? Right. This didn't happen at this point. It must've been a reason. Cool. Right. Just keep trucking. Mm-hmm. I know that um, I can look back and, and note times that things have happened out of time and they were horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the flip side, I can look back and note things that happened in in his timing and they everything just fell into place Mm -hmm. um so that's been my peace of mind um you know dealing with like the expectations I'll say not being met on my terms because it's all it's always exceeded what I ever thought it could be Mm -hmm. um so that's been the one thing that I can say has helped me is just settling that fact that Lord if I'm really praying this um for our life for my life for your will then I just gotta trust that it's going to happen when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to. Yeah, that's true. Cause I know mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, as kids or adults, whenever you want to be rich or you want to have a lot of money, but it's like, if you can't manage the $40,000 that you make now, <laughs> like if you're just blowing that, why, why would God bless you with more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, it's that, like you can't take care of the little yeah, stuff. You can't take care of the small things. Like, why? If you can't clean your room, why he gonna bless you with a house? Mm-hmm. To tear like, it up. It's like those small things that people don't realize. It's like, no, God is testing us all the time. Like, we're all, he's always trying to see what we're ready for. And a lot of times we don't be ready for the things that we ask for. Yep. We and just yes, think, that is you so know, good. we just think that. It's just going to fall out the sky and we're going to be this happy-go-lucky person. And that's not the case. Nope. And like you said, it's work, you know, whether it's, um, I mean, just in, in, in general, it's work. You got to put in the work. You can't just think things are going to just happen. And, and granted, some like things can fall into place as you yes. put in the work, as you've done the things that you need to do. Um, right. But um what faith without works is dead so you know you gotta do your part yep and there even may be times where you think like that God has blessed you with something and you've um you've you know been blessed with something that you don't think you deserve it's like yeah I bless you with that to see how you're gonna handle that like that's the one thing that you ask for it's like okay Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you this and see how you do you know how you can handle it but yeah and I think with that too, it's, it's baby steps. Cause I know that he, in order for our faith to grow, we have to see some things manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, I think that is, is, and it's kind of like, okay, you pray for some things. I, I, I did these things because I want you to know that I'm here. I hear you. It's happening. But as you mature and get older, everything is just not going to come to you just like that, that you know? Yeah. Like, like Lex said, you have to go through some things. You're going to have to feel some things because, because it's not just for you. You got to help and you get, you're going to have to help others and bring others along with you mm-hmm. and, and have a story to tell when you get there, you know, right. like this, this did not happen overnight. I had to go through all of these things, um, but they made me stronger and now I'm here. So mm-hmm. often, you know, it's, it's this one decision that I made that often comes back to me a lot and I know why because it it's like it's almost like okay you remember when you did this and now look at how you feel about why you did it so I had got my first car on my own um lord what year was that (laughs) 
What was your first car? Before you moved to Charlotte, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was, it was before I moved to Charlotte. So I want to say it was either 20, 2012. It was either 2011 or 2012. One of those because so it was 2011. So I went in to get my first car on my own. Um, and I had got something, I think it was like a 2006 Ford Fusion. And it was what I could afford and it was what I could do. And I was, you know, I was super grateful, but even though in my mind, I was like, dang, you know, you, you know, you want that new, new, you want Mm -hmm. something, whatever. But I knew that in due timing, it will, it will work out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have the car, (laughs) but six months and I got in a wreck and it totaled it. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to go back and get a brand new spanking car zero miles and I was like that's that was that moment where I was like okay God you ordained this because I didn't actually get no wreck mm-hmm. whatever exactly yep but this is where it it still haunts me to this day because I I I think about it all the time so you know how they advertise to you like oh you can come in and get a new one and this that and the other trading you know da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. the car the 2012 car Ford Fusion that I got was what I could afford you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it was the amazing interest rate it was just an it was just an amazing deal and I didn't have to put no money down for that um because even though you can total a car and insurance pays it out still does not qualify that hey they'll still give you something brand new without any money down because they were still trying to hustle and bustle that out right. but anyways it fit where I was financially well, I got the call. Hey, you know, would you be willing to do a trade? This, that, and other. And and I and I and I fought not being educated, and I fought not seeking advice for this. I did this totally out of my own will. So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm living in Greenville now. Let me remind y'all. Remind where I'm at. <laughs> and I got that. And so I'm I'm looking online, and I'm like, oh, I want. I picked out a Mustang, like. I want this, da 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 da. Y'all, I made the appointment and I drove all the way to Graham. And <laughs> you, you know, you know, it's not right when nothing was lining up. Kind of like what Kristen says, like it just does not line up. And I, st- and I still was pushing towards doing it, and I didn't have no, no peace about. It. I had anxiety the whole time, and I know. Now I know after 30, when my gut is tore up, leave it alone. (laughs) (laughs) I could, I didn't pay attention to that. And so I, I still did it. And I, and I got the car that I have now, but it was a hundred and something more dollars more. It added more time to, um, me paying it off. It didn't change my interest rate or nothing like that, but it was, it was beyond my price range. Mm -hmm. And like I said, to this day, I'm always reminded of it because it was, it's like a reminder, like, is this your will or mm-hmm. is this destiny will? Like which, which, so every time I'm, I'm faced with a, a big decision that hits me like a light bulb. And when I, when, when that happens, I'm like, Oh, I ain't supposed to do nothing because if God is using that to bring me back into reality, He's doing it on purpose because he's almost like Lex. I already, mm-hmm. you already have an example. 
of what happens when you do stuff out of your, out of my will and you do it in yours. And I'm so grateful for that because it gives me, it stops me in my tracks and I'm a visual person. I'm one of those, like, I need, you know, I need to see it. I need to, and boy, I I see every time I go in the garage, (laughs) right? And it's not to say it's a great car. It was still a brand new car, whatever. But I just felt like it was out of my timing. Like, why did I need to do that? What was the, what was the point? Like, that's what I asked myself. Like, why did I do that? Like, that was just one of those, oh, you can do it. Just do it. Yeah. I was like, but why? There was no substance behind it. And, you know, that was that now that I'm 30, you can't, that car is paid off. You think (laughs) I'm about to just go to get whatever because I can't? No, mm -mm, no, I'm okay. Yep. Even if I do get a new car, that's that car staying right there. Right there. Right there. Ain't moving. (laughs) No. So it's like that education. You know, I'm aware I've had examples actually happen and manifest. And and even when I was in my struggle mode of not having a job, I still had a car payment. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dang, if I would have just stayed in the range that I was in, I wouldn't have to really be stretching the way that I'm stretching. And so it's like those reminders, but I'm just so grateful that that still hits me when I'm in in the moment of making a decision. And I'm like, oh, I really want, there am I. Yeah. But you know, the cool thing about that is the grace was still there because yes. you were still able to make those payments yes. and it's paid off now. And it, yes. and it serves as that example to yes. you. And I think that's the cool part that it's like, yes. okay, yeah, we're, cause I was just sitting here thinking like, growing up even now and even as we continue to live um we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna mess up because mm-hmm. I always think about like how can we talk to the people who are younger than us um as sharing these examples and just kind of being like listen I did this I think you should not but it's like <laughs> they, they kind of have to have those moments though you know yeah like I think there are some things that people tried to tell me and I listened, but there were some things that people told me and I didn't mm-hmm. um, listen. And, you know, there are consequences to our actions, but I think if we can use them, like you're using them for your, as you know, with your car, they serve the purpose of helping us, you yeah. know, and they always say, learn from your mistakes, learn from the things that you could have done better. And when we can yeah. do that, I think that's true growth. That's, you know, showing that, but it's the little things that you really don't even think about you know like typically that would be something that I always kept in my head because that you know what I mean but it's almost like we talk and share about everything else why not share what brings us back to reality because what would what it would do is challenge the other the people that are listening to say hmm I think I already have these moments and why am I not paying attention to when God does like oh don't do that don't do that why or why do certain experiences come back and haunt you almost when you're in the middle of doing a, of a transitional period in your life? Because it, it's not a haunting experience, but it's an experience where I'm just like, man, what what was the point of me doing that? You know, like why did I do that? And and I feel like if if it hits me in those transition moments and I still don't listen, I feel like. I'm going to be asking the same thing. Like, why did I just do that? Like, it's almost You're going like, to have another example to yes, fall back on. Yes, <laughs> this is going to fall in the category of Lex. 
why did you do this? Yeah, You know what I mean? And so, but turning that into such a positive and joyful moment because I, I can settle with not having everything you know I can not I won't say settle but I'm at peace when it's not my time for certain things to happen because that example hits me like oh it's just not my time for it it's not saying that hey it's not going to happen it's just not the time for it because I did that out of timing I did that out just straight out of because I can't because it was in front of me and so it's not like oh yeah it is a little haunting and it's a little it wakes me up, but it's almost like, but it's waking me up to be like, nope, just don't do nothing right now. Yeah. Just be cool. You know what I mean? And I'm very, very grateful for that. I just, just in 30, but these are the things that we should, should share amongst each other because it just channels and, and challenges the others that are listening. Like, Hey, what are your, haha? don't do that moments. Mm-hmm. where God is trying to make you sit, don't move, don't do this. So oh, life yeah. after 30 teaches, I feel like it, it teaches you that. Like I was it in my twenties when it happened, but my mindset is like still 10 years later, here we are with this same experience that I'm using. Yep. And that's the thing too. Like we want everyone that's listening like if you're not 30, like to understand that those decisions that you make in your 20s, like they carry on, like Ooh. they they walk with you. When you turn 30, <laughs> they right there beside you looking at you like, yep, I'm here. Yeah. Like, remember me? I'm right remember here. Me? That, that $30,000 worth of debt you got. Yep, we right here. <laughs> that 500s credit yeah. score, we right here. Yeah. We, I'm yeah. right here beside yeah. you. And then you have to spend your 30s trying to get it up you know, to where you can get something, you can purchase your car without having to pay a high interest rate. Mm-hmm. You can purchase your home without having a high interest rate and affordable pay, you know, and being able to have affordable payments. Um, but yeah, you just got to make smart decisions because I want a Range Rover so bad, but it was <laughs> a smart decision. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's, like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, God, I'm a guy here. You know, like, like you, you arriving and it's like, oh, I'm really arriving. Let me go. Yeah. And it's like, uh-uh. But that wouldn't be a smart decision because I've just been blessed with the ability to get rid of student loan debt. So it's like, why do I want to add more debt to, yeah. to it? You know, it's yeah. like, that would yeah. just be a dumb decision. But yeah. I want one. I yeah. want one bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Really but bad. Yeah. I also don't want that car payment that it's going to come with. Yeah. And until, I, like, until you're in those type of positions where, hey, I got cash, let's negotiate. So we're... We both can walk off on a win. Yeah, I ain't willing to go down that road. Right, but then you don't even want to buy a car cash because it depreciates. Yeah, that's it. It's like this is a waste of money. Like I'm throwing money away, but I mean, it's definitely one of those those things to think about. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. It's almost like you got to be pushed into a situation. Like I said, hey, if it's time for me to get a new car, I know what's going to happen. Exactly. God, you know, you you know my heart in this and you know where I am emotionally but I was like um it would take me having to have another kid because right you know it's just we we barely fit in there as, as just what we have now so I know I'm like that'll be the push but I was like 
I know that's not happening right now because it's right. not happening right now. So I have to be at peace with just certain things. And like you said, just knowing it's not a smart decision. It's mm-hmm. not, what is it going to do? It's just going to yeah. add more. I have, you know, you start eliminating stuff. Girl. You like, I'm like, I want a new phone. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this crap. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's all right. It still works. It still yeah. works. I can still text y'all. Yep. Yeah. I'm not adding no more. I got my, my bill right where I need it. I'm not adding nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. And, and I think that peace factor is just like yes. so priceless. You know, when you can get to that place of being at peace when things don't work out like you thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's cool because it's like you know what bet I will never forget when I was a freshman in college I went to some little like um young adult meetup and a girl was sharing her testimony about a guy that she was in a relationship with and she said that you know she had high hopes for the relationship things didn't work out and she said that she can remember hearing these words and it was if not this then better mm-hmm. and that has stuck with me Um, especially during these experiences that, you know, I've had, like, it's cool. Um, and as you continue to see them happen, it's like, you know what, if not that, then better. And that's how it's been. Like, even if better doesn't come for years, Mm -hmm. it always, at some point I know it'll come, you know? So, and you know, it's better because it's it's peaceful. It's, it's, it's easy. Them easy moments is kind of give you like that oh man like you're at the beach all day every day and you're just sitting in the living room because you're at peace you know your mind you, you're mentally at peace yeah those situate well experiences happen for you yeah um I don't know life life after 30 just in in a sense of like um navigating life is 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 different, you know. Like I, I just only can speak for myself. Just having a family now and <laughs> navigating decisions and knowing that what I do not just affects me but affects my whole house. Mm-hmm. Um, just me having a little break that I had this past week, it didn't even feel right because I was navigating as just Lex, and this is the longest that I pretty much have had as a break since being a mom and it was, it was, it was, I was, I was just like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I was like, but whatever I do is still going to affect my home or it's going to affect who I am as a person. I just can't think in the mind of Alexis anymore or I, cause I'm, I'm not single. I'm not just by myself. You know, I have a whole seed out here and before 30 or before even becoming a parent I was just you you do stuff knowing only you pretty much is going to get the consequences yeah Mm -hmm. and only you got to deal with it mentally because half of the stuff that I've been through I I didn't really go around broadcasting it because I was just like I put myself here let me let me kind of figure it out and go through it I mean of course you have your people you can lean on but even then you still not sharing any and everything right. but it's almost like after 30 it's like where my tribe at where just like and you you you're forced to kind of lean on people because mentally it's like you can't hold all of that anymore 
You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like what you were holding in your 20s is it's bursting out in your 30s. Like, mm-hmm. look, man, 10 years ago, let me tell you what I did. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know you went through that. Look, but it, I'm carrying it and I got to get it out. And I think after 30, you start to trust the people that are around you to be okay with sharing that because yeah. you can look at them now like, well, you know what? They probably have been through the same thing and just not said anything. Exactly. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I think life after 30 just came with a lot more transparency and being honest about where you are in your truth and being okay with who you lose in the process and who you gain in the process because- yeah. That validation to me has kind of went down my list. I don't need you to validate me. If you, you know, if you, if you don't like me, you don't like me. Let's, let's just keep it moving. I'm not about to prove, you know what I mean? That proven mm-hmm. and accepting part is over for me. Cause right. in 20s, yeah, you might could have got me there. Not here. Yeah. <laughs> that is yes, yes. <laughs> and I think too, our perception of ourselves changes to a point where you said we don't need to be validated. Cause you know, when you're younger you you yeah. look for the validation and not saying that in some in some um instances we don't look for it now but it's a lot less effective on mm-hmm. us you know we, we're good we're good with it um and I think also that um as we've gotten a little older we've become more selfless and so in that we do realize uh, I think you said Alexis that um we can help other people by sharing the things that we've been mm-hmm. through you know because you can be so timid or so embarrassed or whatever about it at, when you're younger, but when you get older, you're like, man, I don't want, I, I want to be able to help this person or yeah. help people that have faced certain things to let them know that you can get through it and you'll be okay. You know, um, yeah. put the stuff out there and and help someone, especially if you've gotten through it, like yeah. help somebody, you know? Um, and then as being a parent as well, I think, um, that helps with the selflessness because you realize Mm -hmm. you legitimately are responsible for another person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that, like seeing the youth and the young kids and all that stuff, it just makes you like, I've always told Xavier, I just want to like, just save them and just tell Mm -hmm. them like, just don't do this. And I know that of course we can't do that, but still just something as simple as sharing experiences with them. Mm -hmm. Because they help. They, and do, they see you as human. They see you as a human, yep. mm-hmm. not someone who's here, but hey, we all go through things. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Learn from it and keep moving. Yeah. And also, Kristen, even like you just said, like sharing with them, because sometimes um, some some young adults, they learn by you know, your lessons, like what you, that's how I was. Like, I didn't have to make the same mistake that you made because I knew where that led you Mm. so I mean even just that like everybody's not the same so just giving those lessons Mm -hmm. like you know sometimes like some youth will listen to you and some will remember the conversation after they're in a mess but at least you know that you You put it out there yeah Yeah, it's out there Mm -hmm. and it's you know I mean, we pray that they listen and take heed, but I mean, sometimes they feel like they have to have their own testimony. Yeah. And that's cool. But you're going to yeah. have your own testimony. It don't matter if you listen to me or not. Yeah, like, yeah, you just exactly. may not have it on what I'm telling you, but you're going to yeah. have it. You're going to have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in, in the form of how it's supposed to happen for you, because I, I'm both. I'm the one that, I, that can learn from how you mm-hmm. went through or if certain outcomes are just that detrimental I'm like oh no nah, I ain't touching that yeah. or but I'm also one like 
but I don't, how do I know it's going to affect me the same way that it affects you? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can teeter totter on both sides, but it's, I think it's still, I still have a, a bit of that analytical mind, like, okay, Lex, now if you do this and this can happen and da, 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 da. And if my outcome gets in my head, like, okay, leave that alone, then I'll leave it alone. But yeah. I, I have to, some things I have to know for my truth. And yeah. And, and but you what, have to be very careful with trying to yeah. figure, trying to know your truth. You know, in what, what situation like, to exactly. apply that to? Because exactly, it can, it can go down a whole different path. Because I didn't really even start trying stuff like what they were, what they deemed secular or worldly, until I was like 25, 26. You know what I mean? And that was just because you get tired of just living vicariously or seeing other people do it and you're just like I don't even know what it's like though so how can mm-hmm. I you know so that was that was just me being whatever you want to call it rebellious in a sense and mm-hmm. with young people you know that is going to come and we can't sit here and say you know as adults in our 30s that hey you're not going to be tempted mm-hmm. uh, yes you are right you know sure. what I mean? You're going to be look, tempted the rest of your life. Right. And it's like, oh, well, don't do that or don't do this because it's, it's not the reality that's being painted because that's, that's the fantasy part. That we hope that y'all don't have to go through this, but you might. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't you want might. you to go through that. We don't. Our desire is not. Mm-hmm. But that's the same way I'm thinking about how our parents or our mentors or just people that we looked up to probably say the same if not the exact same thing to us and there's still stuff that I still did but my outcome was different but that's my outcome and that's that's the part that's scary because you don't want to be like well just try it but it could be terrible too it could be exactly like (laughs) it can go that's that that's that black and white part Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think a lot of times that gray part is, is, is the world we live in. It's not a lot of times it is the gray part is the world we live in to kind of make it seem like, but it's okay, but it's not okay. It's okay. And, and that's the scary part of mm-hmm. what do I trust? And, and that's when you, that's when we need to be teaching soul awareness and divine awakenings at an early age, because our kids already have it. But society and our rules and our and our own personal morals and thought process have clouded it because my daughter has it now. And, I, you know, I see it and I'm like, this is scary because I don't want my emotions or my thoughts to cloud the innocence that's already there because mm-hmm. that's where it starts. And mm-hmm. why not just keep it awakened? Like, why do I need to close it off with? No, don't talk about your dreams. Don't have an imaginary friend. Don't do that. Who am I to do that? You know what I mean? That that kills the the other realm of living that's in her because that's what she's she's ultimately connected to. You know what I mean? That spiritual side and that's the side that we need to be helping people with instead of yeah. trying to moralize them and put them in these boxes that society already has. Hey, let me teach you about listening to your inner. That way, when you are in those situations, you'll know it's it's the spirit talking to you and not me talking to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it goes beyond the voice. That's just in preaching. Hey, he's a great preacher, but I couldn't understand 
what he was talking about because I'm looking at the preacher. I'm not even listening to what he's saying because I just see it in a human form. But if you tell me, hey, take away the human form, close your eyes and just listen to what he's saying, you start to resonate with it differently. You know, your spirit yeah. starts to become awakened. And I feel like if we, we start teaching that part instead of the rules and the ways of whatever, I don't know. I just, I personally feel like it, 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 it transforms your adulthood totally different. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my personal take on it. Cause that rule stuff, take it for someone that does have that rebellious nature of tell me, I can't do it. <laughs> now don't watch push, me go do it. Don't push the red <laughs> button. Why? Because it can do this. Well, how do I know it can do that until I push it? all right, well, I'm going to push it. You know what I mean? Cause I want to see if it can do it. So that I just, am like, why, why is that part in there in, inside of me? Um, I've always push the red button and there you go through the ceiling. <laughs> um, really that consequence there, boy. Yeah. My, um, <laughs> my mother-in-law, we were talking about like, just, Man coming up in church or whatever and how well she was more so speaking about how when she came up how the rules it was so much like you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this like what can I do and then it's almost like there was nobody taught grace yeah the spirit the the inner like you're I don't know it's yeah so it's mind-boggling that's a good point it's about it's the approach you know it is um yeah, yeah. Because they I, make I God to that, seem like he's this, that. yeah, you know, this mean person mm-hmm. or even human. You know what I mean? Like he's mad if you do this. And it's that's shameful because that's why a lot of people feel like they can't be close to God because it's like, well, I'm not where I need to be. Well, where are you? Who told like you know what I mean? Like who who has a measuring stick of where you're supposed to be to know who God is? Like I don't yeah. understand. There would be no point of salvation if if we were perfect. There'd be no reason for it. So yeah, it's the approach. <clears throat> but I, I just think that you you know even that mindset <clears throat> and teaching it that way, which I do agree with, is still a growth. And yeah. I think we've all realized that yeah. um, that as you go go through life, um, you just learn and you know you grow. And then you, you build off of what you learn and then you grow some more, you go through some more, you keep building. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on with my you. boys right now. <laughs> Look, I call those, uh, those divine moments. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, okay. Switch subject. <laughs> Next. <laughs> That's how I'll be looking at it. But yeah. Right. But a lot of these, the way we think now, we didn't think like this until after 30. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, you know, and that's, and that's good, you know. Oh, yeah. All about the evolution, you know. Yeah. So now grow. it's like we, we're very aware and kind of understand a lot more. We can think for ourselves now. Yes, think mm-hmm. for ourselves. And we're comfortable thinking and speaking for ourselves and speaking up for ourselves and, um, you know, understanding yeah. that we have to do what's best for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and our, and our origin, 
Um, do you guys yep. think y'all would be where y'all did y'all did y'all see yourselves where y'all are at now at 30? Like, did you, is this the the image that y'all saw? Like, oh, when I turn 30, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'll say somewhat, um, but not completely. Somewhat. Um but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can say somewhat for me. Um, I will say I I would have never seen myself as um, moving into like entrepreneurship, though. Yeah. What what did you see? Yeah, I always knew I wanted to work at the big design firm and that never happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And I never would have like I've always loved, you know, pictures, but I never saw myself as a photographer. I always saw myself as a wife and a mom. but yeah, n- not 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 completely. No. Oh wow. Aspects, yes, but not completely. Yeah. I knew I I knew I wanted to buy a house by thirty, and I accomplished that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna be buying it by myself, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got your house. You intentionally got that thing by thirty too. Listen, I intentionally <laughs> got. I was determined, and I think that even that now that I look. At before and I'm like that was the dumbest decision like why was I in a rush to get a house <laughs> I don't know Toya I feel like that was what you needed in that moment it was, it was yeah I don't want anyone to look at a number and think oh, oh yeah have you have to measure yourself this that. Age. and that that's a good so, yeah that I feel like I mean I love my home and I think this home was was for me but I was just like why did I rush into like I felt like I was rushing into it not in a bad way like everything worked out smooth so I knew it was the right decision but when you start looking at like of you know updating and things like that it's just like did I have to like Like, was I like that focused where I was just like I'm buying a house by 30 and it's just like kids don't do that I do not recommend that unless you are financially able to purchase a home before you're 30. I mean, don't yeah. make the age thing like it's it's a, you know, it has to be a by measure. 30. You mm. live after 30. Like you live after 30. You can get anything you want after 30, 40, 50, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if that is a desire, you know, just educate yourself on a process so you you're not yes. you know, um overwhelmed when it is time cuz definitely. Exactly. I didn't know anything yeah, about buying um, a house until after 30. Oh, yeah. And that was overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Look, who? I I knew I learned as I went. Thankfully, yeah. I had a you know great realtor, a great uh, mortgage loaner or whatever. But I was clueless. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you don't realize that you don't know, it's just like okay, really. I mean, because my parents bought a house, but they I wasn't alone in that process. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't take none of my finances to right. find a house. Like, like, I just, you so just I was not you don't in know that. how much is encompassed with it, right? Until you're okay. in it, you know. Um, right. But that, but so yeah, it is. So one having a house was, was one of your by your thirty. That was yeah. That was my biggest goal. Yep, and I did. I bought my house in June, and I turned thirty in October. So that October so yeah I made it well I had 20 some goals I was supposed to be married by the time I was 25 and have two kids by the time I was 30 yeah so that didn't work out too well it's okay yeah that's that that's that fantasy church 
fairy tale. Yeah. I'm oh ready to get married Fantasy. so I can have sex type. <laughs> Let me hurry up and do what I got to do. You know, you just. Yeah. And then I also looked at my mom because that was kind of her church. I think that was her path in a way. She was. Yeah, I think she was. It was something like that where mm-hmm. she was married by like 25 ish and then had kids pretty quick. So that was kind of my, um, I guess, example. Well, maybe that played a part in why I had that goal for myself. But yeah, yeah. Um, your origin. Yeah. I am. I'm definitely not where I thought I would be at 30. Um, after 30, I don't know why. I think. I think because I, uh, you know, even in my 20s, even though I didn't go through a lot, a lot, but I went through enough to change my vision of what I wanted. I didn't want to rush into any relationship or marriage. I didn't want to rush into having. Ch- I it, it kind of just like got erased almost um even with my job now one the one thing I did see for myself was being a um a psychologist and kind of having my own practice behind my house (laughs) I wanted to I wanted to be by myself I did know that I wanted my own thing I didn't want to be in no like big setting um, that was a, that was a dream that I've had since I was, I realized what I wanted to do with my life, but then it, it, it shifted again. Like then I saw myself being a consultant and traveling around the world and just living a life, you know what I mean? Um, so no, I am not where I thought I would be in my thirties, but I'm, I'm thankful because, you know, a lot, some stuff did, that did happen to me health-wise allowed me to still be a mom and that part I feel like was God ordained like that was it happened when it needed to happen and it happened with who I who who it should have happened with and that's one thing that I really will take away from being 30 because I was 30 when I was pregnant so Mm -hmm. I wasn't just like that happened for a reason so I'm very I'm grateful for that um, and I'm okay with my plan not working. I honestly, I am because I don't know. I just have peace about, about that part of my life. Like, yeah, I didn't want to measure, like what you were saying, Toy, don't, you don't want to tell people how to measure their levels of success and things like that. And I kind of over the past couple months kind of been divorcing that, like, why am I putting mm-hmm. that on myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm definitely like, just at this point, just take one day at a time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to get everything that you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. That part. It has to be before 30. Or that part. You know, like you're gonna, you're literally going to get everything that you've ever wanted. Yeah. And just trying to get my mind wrapped around that thought process. It's like, okay. All right. Everything's going to. Yeah. Like, Cause if you look at certain things in your life, cause I mean, I'm 34 and I'm, I'm about to start a whole nother, like I have to start over with my job. Like, like seriously, you would yeah. think, you know, some people are just, you're in it. And that part, like, that's been one of those, like, really God, like, yeah, I'm 34. And I'm, I know it's hard now, but that's going to be like the biggest, one of the biggest blessings. Exactly. And that's, that keeps being my takeaway. Cause it, you know, you find when you're in those moments, like, 
again, when you're in those stressful moments, you'd be like, seriously? And then it's immediate, like, you know what? Nope. There's something more on the other side of this. And there's a reason why you're breaking, breaking this down and why you're ending this. And, but if we measured ourselves based on ages and blueprints of what society tells us, yeah, I would, I would be really lost. Because uh-huh. it's like, oh my God, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it's like, no. And I learned that with my daughter, just like even with her being having a speech delay, like having to listen to how they say, oh, they're supposed to be here, they're supposed to be there. And I'm gonna be like, no, that right there killed that for me too. Cause I'm like, Mm-mm. it's she's where she needs to be. It's, it's ordained yeah. for her to be where she needs to be. And where she's at is teaching me. So you got to, cause it's, it's human standards. It's a, it's like, it's you and I making these things. You know what I mean? If you really think yeah. about it, it's a person making these standards to tell you where you're supposed to be measured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm not, you know, we can't box our, our individual lives in like that Yeah. at all. Hey, isn't that so cool how it, like can you like our kids to spark a fire in us oh yeah like you're not about to speak that over my child oh my god like you and would then, and then it's like Dang, but i just broke. said that about myself mm-hmm. i just allowed that to be me but yeah. no not over my child you no. won't say that yeah yeah it changes your whole tone and i didn't realize that until what you just said because i used to hear my parents do that like when they would go to go to school and bat for you and advocate for you like you're mm-hmm. not doing that to my kid and i was like why are they making this a big yeah, I get it now. Like, yep. mm, no, no, it's, no, no, a, no, it's no. a different level when it comes to your kids. Yeah. My mom always had this thing about you don't just accept that first no. You push. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she had that tenacity of like, oh no, 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 no. We're not gonna stay here. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, but it's easier just to go with the no and leave it alone. Like, why we gotta why we gotta <laughs> ruffle the feathers? Like, come on, man. <laughs> that's me like come on mama but now it it is a little different (laughs) no I get it I'm like hey now I know why mama was like "Uh uh-uh we're not staying here (laughs) we're gonna gonna ask one more time (laughs) that's funny yeah I I I channel that sometimes you know I'll be like "Mm, okay I I see you Tanisha coming on through yeah with the parenting Said you never be like a <laughs> what look and, and sometimes I can take the cool demeanor of my dad and just be like all right you know cool like like you know if somebody messes up something because my mom is big on that correcting if you mess something up she gone it's fire behind it whereas my dad can just be like hey you know you kind of y'all y'all messed this order up you know how can we fix it how can we alleviate it and it is 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 cool and calm, and mm. I can take that on, and more so I take that on when Terrell had already ruffled the feathers, <laughs> and he needs somebody to come in and cool it and 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 fix it a little bit, and then it's like, man, I I see as an adult, I see how these moments played out as a kid, mm. like you looking at them like, why are they in there and fussing and doing this, and I'm like, oh look, it's happening to me. Now I'm in there fussing and doing this. And somebody's telling me, just calm down, just chill, just wait the right, the timing, wait on the right timing and it'll work out. No, 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 no. We're going to settle this today. (laughs) 
the moral of the story is <laughs> life after 30 means you yes, turn into you your turn parent. into your we're the uh <laughs> what's that commercial where they're teaching them doing seminars about how not to be like your parents is it um uh-huh is, is it, it Geico? Or something? It's yeah, I, I think it's one of the insurance companies. It's insurance, yeah. They're holding yeah. seminars. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to fluff the pillows 80 million times before we leave the house. That's hilarious. We're not going to put plastic on our couches. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that now. We ain't trying to be sticky around here. Stuck to Man, just stuck, start sweating. We can't get up. You got to rock. You crazy. <laughs> so with that being said, guys. Oh, life God. after 30 full of adventures. Yeah. Um just let us know if you if you're over 30, if your life is where you thought it would be after 30. And if you're not 30, what are some of your goals that you would like to reach before you're 30? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Real Talk with Toya, Lex, and Chris. We'll talk to you soon.